Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show tonight. I am your host, Doris Hansen, and we are glad that you have chosen to spend some of your evening with us. Tonight we are going to discuss something that is not uh, talked out loud very often in this culture, and that's the concept of the Heavenly Mother. When I made the decision to study the Bible for myself and to discover if what I had been taught was or wasn't true, there were times that I literally went into a state of shock. These times were when I discovered the major doctrines that I had been taught from the cradle uh, were either myths or just plain lies. And one of those doctrines was the doctrine of God. And I found to my shock that God is one, that God does not have a wife, or, and even more shocking to me, that he doesn't have many wives, and that there's only one God, and that there is no God beside him or besides him. Now, it might be shocking to some of our viewers to learn that there are people who believe that God is married. But in this culture, a God with a wife and family is considered part of their doctrinal concepts, and it's hard for them to believe that God did not or does not have a spouse or spouses. One person I spoke with about this was incensed that I would even suggest that God wasn't married. She actually shouted at me and she said, well, what does God do all the time if he doesn't have a wife? Well, tonight, we're going to answer the many questions about this cultural belief of Mother in Heaven. This is a discussion that our guest was eager to participate in. She's a former Mormon, and I'm from a polygamy group, so together we hope to communicate biblical truths to all our viewers from both sides of the fence and hope that this show will provoke you, at least, at least provoke you, to search the Bible to see if these things are so. So I'd like to introduce and welcome back to our show our returning guest, Jamie Holmbaum. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you for mm -hmm. asking me back. Welcome <laughs> to the show again. We always enjoy having you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You've always got such a sweet spirit and lots of good things to say I about so. <laughs> our subject matter. So uh, our subject is the Heavenly Mother. Being from a polygamy group, you being from the LDS Church, we were both taught that doctrine. What were you taught about Heavenly Mother? Um, that she was sacred, kind of um, like you didn't talk about her. And uh, there was a reverence about her, and kind of she was mysterious. But I only thought there was one Heavenly Mother. And since my departure from the church, I found out that there's many Heavenly Mothers. Well, they think there's many. Yeah, 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 they think they're, yeah, yeah. that's their doctrine. Yeah, that's, that's, and we're going to dig deeper into that doctrine and into that concept as we go on through the show. And coming from a polygamy group, I also was taught that Heavenly Mother existed, and that God came from a polygamous God, and His Father, God, came from a grandfather polygamous God, and so on back into eternity past. 
um, not only was he married, but he had his polygamist wives were constantly giving birth to spirit babies to populate all the planets that this god was god of. I know it's kind of weird grammar, but that's the best way I can put it. <laughs> As studying for the uh, different things to use on the show and different quotes and all this, I came across a quote by Janice, uh, written in an article by Janice Hutchinson. And she wrote one on Heavenly Mother. And she quoted two LDS leaders, F. Burton Howard and F. Enzio Bush. And they were the first quorum of the 70s. In 1994 statement, as quoted in the Salt Lake Tribune, and I quote, and you might want to listen to this quote, it's very interesting. They said, we have an obligation to conceal our doctrines because we are trying to be a mainstream church, mainstream Christian church. So they said, they, these are from the first quorum of the 70s, the LDS church, admitting that they have an obligation to conceal their doctrines because they want to appear Christian. Now, they've done this with racism. They've done this with blood atonement and various other doctrines, and it's a habit to adjust their, their doctrines, to false doctrines, to cover up, to look like Christian. Tell me what you think, uh, because it isn't a Christian doctrine, do you think that they will eventually try and cover up the Mother in Heaven doctrine? Um, I don't know how they could, but of course I think they will. Um, she's very prevalent uh, there. Um, you have her in little um, poems, songs. Uh, so she's there. I don't mm -hmm. know if they're going to get rid of the songs because... If they try, how difficult would it be to get rid of the Mother in Heavenly Doctrine because if God is our literal father, how did he have literal babies without a mama? Well then, too, if, if, how could you get rid of her and still keep the temple? Yeah. Uh, it would be a little... And yet, Mother in Heaven is not a Christian concept at all. In fact, it's, it's actually idolatry, as we'll talk about later. Right. It is. And all I know is that um, walking out of the LDS Church, there were many lies, many cover-ups. Uh, there's many things that I didn't know. So, speaking mm -hmm. about Mother in Heaven... Um, it wouldn't put, for myself, I wouldn't put it past the church to um, cover it up. To just try and keep it that so far in the background that it's not ever talked yes, about. Yes, because one LDS person, if you ask one LDS person, oh, this is what I read, what you believe, um, many times people have tried to tell me what I believed, and I go, I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. And that started my trek out of yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mormon church, right. obviously. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back and we're going to look at what the early polygamists, early Mormons, taught about Heavenly Mother and, and then what contemporary Mormonism talks about Heavenly Mother. Okay. And as we discuss these beliefs, of course, we'll check with the Bible to see what God has to say yes. about a female by his side. Um, let's start off with a quote. You've got one from Brigham Young. Would you like to yes, share that with our viewers? I would. This is Brigham Young stated in the Journal of Discourses, a 9, page 286. Brother Kimball quoted a saying of Joseph, the prophet, that he would not worship a god who had not a father, and I do not know that he would if he had not a mother. The one would be as absurd as the other. Which is what we just talked about. They can't 
they can't really hide a mother in heaven and still say that father in heaven literally gave birth to spirit babies. And you'd have to get rid of um, DNC 132. Absolutely. <laughs> Orson Pratt. We're going to talk quite a bit about him tonight. He, okay. was, he was a prophet. He was a seer and an apostle of the early Mormon church. And in a book uh, called The Seer, um, which is written by Orson Pratt, and I think we've got a graphic that we'll be showing up on the screen on this as well. On page 159, Orson Pratt said this, but if we have a heavenly mother as well as a heavenly father, is it not right that we should worship the mother of our spirits as well as the father? No, for the father of our spirits is at the head of his household, and his wives and children are required to yield the most perfect obedience to their great head. It is lawful for the children to worship the king of heaven, but not the queen of heaven. Okay, now, we're nowhere taught what he just said in the Bible. That's right. We're nowhere taught that Jesus prayed to his heavenly mother. And we're going to talk more about what he said about the queen of heaven later. Okay. Because the Bible has a lot to say about that. But you've yes. got a quote from B.H. Roberts. Why don't you share that with us? I do. <clears throat> it says, I wish to be perfectly understood here. Let it be remembered that the prophet Joseph Smith taught that man, that is his spirit, is the offspring of deity, that man has not only a father in heaven, but a mother also. So we've laid pretty much this foundation that the mother in heaven concept started way back. It actually did start with Joseph Smith when yeah. he um, told Zena Huntington that she had a mother in heaven. So it started from that point, at least that I found. Now, in 1845, Eliza R. Snow, uh, is a, who was a polygamist wife and widow of Joseph Smith, and then he, he married, she married uh, Brigham Young. She wrote a poem which was directed to her perceived mother in heaven. And this is now a Mormon hymn it set is. to music. Mm -hmm. It's entitled, Oh My Father. So, mm -hmm. Jamie, would you read part of that poem that deals with the heavenly mother? Yes. In the heaven are parents single? No, the thought makes reason stare. Truth is reason, truth eternal. Tells me I've a mother there. When I leave this frail existence, when I lay this mortal by, Father, mother, may I meet you in your royal courts on high. Then at length, then when I've completed all you sent me forth to do, with your mutual approbation, let me come and dwell with you. So that is a song, it a is. hymn written to Heavenly Mother. When we sing hymns to someone, is that kind of a form of worship? Oh, yes. I mean, I, I know worship music now, uh, you know, when I go to church. And it's all about Jesus. Um, in the LDS church, as this shows, it's about uh, other gods. So if they're singing a hymn to Mother in Heaven, they are worshiping her, but they've been told not to worship her, right? Right. And it's a form of idolatry. So I wonder why they get to sing to her if they've been told not to worship her. Just a question. <laughs> with, with polygamous and Mormons alike, uh, they put mother in heaven. Uh, she's got somewhere in the background of the male-dominated rule of the gods. And, uh, you know, and you mentioned that the mother in heaven is supposed to not be talked about. She's supposed to be revered, not talked about. Wouldn't it be awful to be the wife of a man who didn't ever want anybody to talk to his wife or about his wife? 
she's in the background. Don't talk, don't speak to her. That kind of places her in a like pretty a second, low level, doesn't yeah, it? Kind of like a second class citizen. And, yeah. and there are some uh, other uh, religious uh, people out there uh, or religions that have that where the woman actually walks in behind the and right. you know all of that and so it would be very discouraging um to so, so that's kind of just a just an excuse not to do may bring mother and love and heaven in the foreground well and on kind of like the same level because you have at least equal equal yeah exactly so her role doesn't just seems to be the wife of God, eternally pregnant, giving birth to spirit babies, uh, who's going to populate all these other earths. Um, Mormon scripture. What does it say about the heavenly mother? Does um, it specifically talk about her? Well, she doesn't have any real authority. She doesn't. Um, I mean, as uh, when I was uh, a Mormon, I didn't. Um, I didn't pray to her um, because she was, you know, their their most famous word that's sacred. Mm -hmm. it, there's reverence. There's it's secret, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe secret isn't a really good word, but um, you wouldn't talk about Mother in Heaven only because you know it, you could take her name in vain. Like, so it's a so it's a Mormon doctrine, but and the GAs. Um, have they, warned us not to pray to her and, and not to, to right. talk to her. And I believe the polygamy groups have done basically the same thing. Right. Lorenzo Snow also said we have a mother in heaven. He said on page 191 of the teachings of Lorenzo Snow, we have a mother in heaven. We are the offspring of God. He is our father. We have a mother in the other life as well. So so we've, we've really laid the foundation good on these past beliefs. What does the Encyclopedia of Mormonism say? That's more of a contemporary quote about Heavenly Mother. Yes, it says, While members of other Christian denominations may speak metaphorically of all humankind, being brothers and sisters and children of God, Latter-day Saints believe it literally in the sense that a Father in Heaven and a Mother in Heaven created spirit children in a pre-mortal existence. Those spirit children born into this or other worlds as mortal men and women are therefore all of the same generation and are literally brothers and sisters, children of deity. Now when they say literally, they're talking about through sexual procreation. Right. That's what they mean. Right. When they say we're literally children of deity. Yes, because so, we have the pre-existence and mother in heaven um, at that point had all, all these children and uh, when I was LDS that was a big problem for me because I just thought that the procreation was a short term not a, a nine month term. Yeah <laughs> and we're going to get to that in just okay. a minute. <laughs> okay but based on what the, the Encyclopedia of Mormonism says I went to Zechariah chapter 12 verse 1 mm -hmm. and it says this Quote, the Lord who stretches out the heavens and who lays the foundation of the earth and who forms the spirit of man within him. So obviously the encyclopedia of Mormonism is wrong. 
when it says that a father and mother in heaven created spirit children in a premortal existence because the Bible said that it is God who creates our spirits within each of us. That's right. So God alone gives mankind the spirit of life. Yes. We, he created the spirit of man within us. We did not pre-exist, and 1 Corinthians 15 is clear about that as well, nor were we given a spirit by our heavenly parents. Now, we realize right now that there are probably viewers that are laughing at us and scorning what we're saying as being probably not very intelligent, <laughs> but the Bible is our authority. Joseph Smith is not. The, the Mormon early foundational uh, prophets are not our authority, and Mormonism is not, but the Bible is, and the Bible is very clear about these things. So, what, what, what would be our next step <clears throat> on this? So, does the Bible say, what does the Bible say about a female? Well, um, the Bible has some, um, several verses that um, chastise about and we might be talking about this later, mm -hmm, the Queen, uh, of uh, the Queen of Heaven. <clears throat> but um, I've never read about a mother in heaven, ever in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not there. It's no. And so if we do that, then we are worshiping another God. Mm -hmm. And and over and over and over with Mother in Heaven. At this point, if you're Christian, you can't possibly think that this is uh, true, and um, Mormons need to kind of uh, sit back, read their, uh, read their Bible first. You know, one of the most important verses is one of the Ten You could ask any Mormon on the planet, and they probably would agree that they, that they believe the Ten Commandments. And yet the Ten Commandments, say, one of the Ten Commandments says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's right. But they have millions of gods before him. Yes, because you've got father, grandfather, mm -hmm. great grandfather, well, great great do. great, and they do have other if gods that before God. Was true. That's right. That's right. So, with all the millions and billions of people born on the earth, it would take millions of years for Mother in Heaven to give birth to all these spirit babies. And so, we're going to look into what Orson <laughs> Pratt has to say about all this. I quote him on page one thirty-four of his book, The Seer. And he says, and I quote, Each succeeding generation of gods follow the example of the preceding ones. Each generation have their wives who raise up from the fruit of their loins immortal spirits. When their families become numerous, they organize new worlds for them. So this is the basic doctrine of eternal progression that the early polygamist uh, Mormon church has contrived. Now Pratt wrote, each father and mother will be in a condition to multiply forever and ever. Forever and ever. That's on page 37 of the seer. Now tell me, what can be so heavenly or so glorious about being pregnant for eternity, which actually goes against God's provision for eternal rest? I'll be honest with you. And um, um, I've, I've said this to a lot of people. I didn't want, I mean, I've always wanted to go, go to heaven, but when I was LDS, I just didn't want to go because I would be having child after child after child, and I didn't, I honestly didn't, I didn't do it here. Yeah. Why would I want to go and, and have that eternal 
yeah. gestation. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I didn't find it exciting. It doesn't sound like heaven, does it? Not for me. Well, let's look at some of the, the estimations that Orson <laughs> Pratt does. So uh, he estimated that the population of Earth is going to end up being somewhere around 70,000 million or 70 billion. And that would be the aggregate figure from the first person born to the last person, all total uh, people that have been Correct. born. He explains that heavenly mommy and daddy reproduce at the same rate as they do here on earth. So there would be an average of maybe one year between the birth of each child, nine months and, three, and then three months recuperation and then another nine months pregnancy. So with this in mind, it would require over 100 thousand million years for the same mother in heaven to give birth to all the spirit babies for this earth. So what year were you born in? <laughs> anyway, he suggested that if Father God had a hundred wives instead of just one wife, which he said is very probable, it would still require over 1,000 million years to people this earth. We talked about some of this on a show a, a couple of years ago, and, and our viewers can go to Orson Pratt's commentary on this subject on pages 37 and through 39 in the Seer book of the Seer. But in other words, heavenly mothers will be eternally pregnant because according to Mormon doctrine, the gods have more than one world to populate. So this god person is having continual sex with his 100 wives while each wife maintains a state of inter eternal pregnancy. So polygamy is obviously man's idea, not God's. And this isn't heaven. Not for us. Orson, Orson Pratt now was working with 19th century uh, figures and the knowledge base. But let's look at the, some contemporary figures based on what he said. He said the gestation period for celestial pregnancies is the same as it is here, nine months. The more the population increases, the faster it increases, requiring Heavenly Father to work faster to keep up with the population demand. You get the picture. I do. In, in 1997, there were about 365,000 babies born every day worldwide. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. If Heavenly Father only had one wife, she would give birth to, and I think these figures are on the screen, 132,860,000 babies per year. That's 365,000 babies a day, 2,555,000 babies a week, 15,208 babies an hour, 253 babies a minute, 4.22 babies per second. If, if Heavenly Father had one wife to populate this planet based on the 1997 population figures. So she'd need to give birth to babies at a rate of almost five babies a second. Wow. Now, remember, it takes nine months to have the That's baby. That's right. Just like, just like it does here. Yeah. But if he had a hundred wives, like Orson Pratt said, based on 1997 figures, this is how the figures stack, stack up for 132,860,000 babies per year. Each wife of his hundred wives would give birth at this rate. 1,328,600 babies a year, 25,550 babies per week, mm -hmm. 3,650 babies a day, 152.1 babies per hour. Now this is each wife, if he had 100 wives, this is how they would have to, it's impossible. Yeah. Absolutely, totally impossible. Yeah. Obviously, Orson Pratt was talking through his hat on this one. Now he was known as an intellect in, during the early Mormon church. But this is stupid. 
Well, back then, too, um, they didn't have the Internet, and this stuff comes out, and people... Uh, that you have to look at this and go, this what is are you? It, it, it is. <laughs> and, um, you know, for me, I, I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for anybody else. But this is not something that um, I looked forward to. Mm -mm. I mean, um, I, I wanted to, to live with Father, and um, I wanted to know Jesus. But this wasn't something. This and wasn't I, I used to say, my saying was, I will stay in the bottom kingdom. Hmm. So I wouldn't have so to do this. Have to do that. I've heard yeah. other people say that. I, I just didn't want to do it. I really it. have. Yeah. So do you think that this is a religion focused more on fertility and procreation than on a Christian-based faith, based on these things that we're talking about? You know, when I was a member of the church, um, if that had been brought to my attention, I would still say yes. Um, I'm one of nine children. Um, my sister had six children uh, births, but um, had some miscarriages. And um, every time I talk to a young mother uh, and uh, they're thinking about another child, it's always, I have, I have another child up there. Mm -hmm. And my heart strings are pulled for them mm -hmm. because no, none of the time that I was LDS did I ever get that calling. Never was I... Um, I love children. I have you know, three of my children, uh, of my own children. I, I, I've known so many, uh, both in polygamy and in the LDS church, where they, <laughs> the girls, the women, have actually risked their lives to bring down those spirit babies that aren't even there. They don't even exist. It's a myth. It, it's all a myth, and I think that's that's why we're here on the show, is so that we can ask you you know everybody please you know just come and read books and and make study sense up. out of it study up um, because I'll be honest with you Doris I was one of uh, you know my background um, very long into the LDS church mm -hmm. um, you know Utah pioneer a daughter of Utah pioneer so I didn't study and then uh, I don't want to be mean but this is kind of craziness mm -hmm. And it is crazy. It's it's um, it's nice <clears throat> to think that there's you know something you know up there and waiting for you and and it gives you responsibility. But I think again, it's the church, it's their way of um, making you heavy laden, mm -hmm. where you're not going to find out the truth. Right. And so, um, for me, I'm glad now that I'm able to talk about Mother in Heaven. I had lots of questions. I, too, had to go into the Internet because mm -hmm. there's not a lot on it that I've read or was given to me as an LDS person. Yeah. And yeah. so, right. Right. and I'm not saying that this, um, I would never be mean or hateful about their Mother in Heaven, but I don't have one. I have, I have Jesus. I have, you know, God. So, yeah, and yeah. that's good enough for me. Uh, talking about all of these millions and billions of babies that are being born, d Jesus said in Matthew 11, uh, 28 through 30, he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor <laughs> and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes. He's, the labor that the, the heavenly parents, the mother, has to go through, 
Jesus, even in this right there, he, he said, come unto me and I'll give you rest. There's no labor in heaven. Yeah. It's, it's eternal rest. It's not eternal labor. And as a Christian uh, woman, I am delighted. I feel rested already. <laughs> yes. we, we find the rest in Christ the moment that we become a Christian. Yeah. And... Um, and and we know that that our what we have in heaven is Jesus. It's not spirit babies waiting to be born. For sure. Well, um, we are um, halfway through the show, and so we need to break here to okay. open up the telephone lines. Okay. And uh, so we do invite uh, those who are watching the show to call in and and get in on our conversation if you'd like. You can make questions or comments or or tell us what you think and why you think it. By the way. And while we're waiting for the calls to come in, we do have our ministry message that we would like to share with you. You are watching Polygamy, What Love Is This? Broadcasting live from Salt Lake City, Utah. This program is the broadcast outreach of A Shield and Refuge Ministry. Shield and Refuge is a point of first contact for Mormon fundamentalists who question the doctrines of the religion or who are actively seeking for an opportunity to escape the polygamist lifestyle. Examining the claims of fundamentalist doctrine against the backdrop of biblical truth is central to our efforts. We invite you to contact us. Call toll-free at 877-425-9993 or email us at tv at aboutpolygamy.com. You are welcome to join us in our monthly support group, Life After Polygamy, where you can meet others like yourself who are searching for answers about polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism. We meet monthly in the Salt Lake City area. For more details about time and place, call us toll-free at 877-425-9993 or email us at tv at aboutpolygamy.com. We want you to know that we have made available to you some outstanding resources free of charge. You will find them at our website, www.whatloveisthis.tv. There you will find the DVD, Lifting the Veil of Polygamy, which documents the real-life stories told firsthand of those who were lifted out of the culture of polygamy through the power and love of Jesus Christ. Also, free of charge to you is the booklet, Is Polygamy Biblical? It explores plural marriage in the context of God's Word and answers questions like, Did God ever command polygamy? Is it part of God's plan? While you are at our website, make sure to take advantage of the archived episodes of this program, which can stream on demand directly to your computer. There are more than 100 shows to choose from. And if someone you know is unable to view this program via live broadcast, Recommend that they visit this same website every Thursday at 8 p.m. Mountain Time to watch this show through live streaming video. Simply follow the links to the live streaming video page. If you are watching live tonight, we invite you to call us as we open our phone lines. The number is 801-973-TV20. That's 801-973-8820. Now, back to Polygamy, What Love Is This? with our host, Doris Hansen. Welcome back to our show. We're glad that you've joined us uh, for the second half hour of our program. Uh, we're talking with our guest, Jamie Holmbaum. 
a former Mormon, and of course I'm from a polygamy group, and so we're discussing the Mormonish Mormonism message of Heavenly Mother. And we've discovered that it's rather ridiculous to dream that there is a Heavenly Mother up there giving birth to all these spirit babies to populate this planet. It's actually a ridiculous notion because it's mathematically impossible unless God has actually thousands of wives. We only talked about a hundred wives, but he would actually have to probably have a thousand wives or more to even make it possible. But Jesus promised us rest, not eternal labor. Yes, and that's <laughs> eternal labor. <laughs> that's right. Okay, we are inviting our viewers to call in and, and share our conversation with us. Um, our phone number is 801-973-8820. That's 973-TV20. Give us a call, and let's hear what your thoughts are on this. We do have a call right now from uh, Dawn in Ogden. Hello, Dawn. Uh, good evening, Doris. God bless you. Thank you. He does. Yes, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, I can't remember how long ago it was. It could have been in the mid-80s. I, I honestly don't remember. I was at my grandmother's house, and she had a copy of the ensign on her coffee table. And the, the topic on the uh, cover was that God hates divorce so much, but yet he divorced his own wife. Now, I'm not sure who it's, it's uh, I kind of, I wanted to laugh at it, but it sickened me spiritually. And, well, and you so know, it even kept me from reading it. Yeah, you know, Don, I, I didn't see that ensign, but I'm sure that they've taken and tweaked what the real story is here. But but they're probably alluding back to the Old Testament where, where God called Israel his wife in the sense that he took care of her. He made, her, he made Israel his own uh, people, special people, and he groomed them so they would become uh, the nation that would give birth to the Messiah. And he right. called them his wife, but they got involved in idolatry, including the Queen of Heaven that if we have time we're right. going to talk about later. And so he got so angry with them, he, he just thrust them out of his sight and he he gave her a certificate of divorce. In other words, he, he said, Israel, and tell you straighten up, you're no longer my wife. And, and oh, so basically... That's what it was, the article is about. Like it, I said, it was a spiritual application. so much I didn't read it. Yeah, well, I don't know what they said. I'm sure they've tweaked it out of what it, the true meaning <laughs> is in the Bible because yeah. they do that with everything. I, I thought it had to do with the Heavenly Mother because I, no. I heard my grandmother no. talking about that before. Also. No, that that's probably the the direction they take. But I I wouldn't have any idea. I haven't read the article. And maybe if we have a viewer out there who's read it, maybe they'd call in and tell us. Uh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, appreciate it. God bless you, and we uh, we all love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Mm -hmm. Okay, it looks like that all the lines are filled, but we don't have any calls yet. So, well, there's one line empty. So you can call in eight zero one nine seven three TV twenty. So, where are we at? We're here with our discussion. Well, I think we're where. <laughs> uh, do you have a different Heavenly Mother than I do? Do I have a different Heavenly Mother than you? Yes, and if, and if so, um, how would you know that? There's so many. How would we know? And if we were going to sing songs to our Heavenly Mother, and you're singing that song, and I'm singing that song, maybe we're singing them to two different people. Well, and but when you're Mormon, you think singular. Yeah, you do. Well, I did. I, I'm not going to speak for anybody but me, but I thought there was only one Heavenly Mother. Do they have DNA testing for spirit babies to find out which parent you came from? <laughs> I don't think so. 
<laughs> would Heavenly Mother know her own kids? I mean, she's got millions and millions of kids. Does it, does it matter? Once each mother or Heavenly Mother has their own baby, maybe they don't care whose kids are whose. Well, it really wouldn't matter anyway because the progression of Mormonism is that if you come down here and you progress and you become a god and goddess, you're not going to go back to your mother in heaven anyway. It falls apart, doesn't it? Well, pretty the idea, much. The idea of all Everything. this, the, the pre-existence and the eternal progression falls apart That's because right. it cannot fulfill. Yeah, any, all, any part of it. Mm -mm, can't. Okay, we've got a call from Chris in Emeryville, California. Hello, Chris. Yes. I, first off, I want to congratulate uh, the woman there for coming out of Mormonism. I think that's <laughs> awesome. And this uh, couldn't be your husband, things, could it be? There are many apostles that, that have spoke this, even up until recently. You know, not only uh, uh, Lorenzo Snow and W.W. Phelps, but you always, have, you always have Bruce McConkie, who mm -hmm. spoke of a heavenly mother, and oh, Gordon B. Yeah. Inkley did in general conference just recently before he passed away. Uh, you can find that on the teachings of Gordon B. Hinckley on page 252. Hmm. But the problem is, with a heavenly mother, why a lot of people might think it's trivial, the importance of this, this is the origin and the deity of God that they're placing faith that there's a heavenly mother who had him. Mm -hmm. And that brings some severe consequences. And not just another God, but if you think mm -hmm. of Mormonism and they believe that, you know, God had a father who had a father who had a father, in essence, you're worshiping your brother. Because as you close your prayer in the name of Jesus, he's your brother. That's right. So you're not worshiping God, in essence. You're worshiping your brother. That's kind of scary, isn't it? It is. It is. But I, I love your show. I want to say thank you. Thank you for so much that you do with your show. and and for reaching out to the polygamous communities there in southern uh, Utah and also in Colorado City, where they can go ahead and find some shelter with shield and a refuge. Uh, just keep up the great work, and praise <laughs> God for everything that you guys do. Thank you for calling, Chris. We appreciate your yeah. phone call. Okay, good night. Okay, that, she's made some very good points there about the Heavenly Mother and who are we really worshiping. Yes. Or not we, but they. Who are they really worshiping? Okay, Carl calling from Orem. Hello, Carl. Hello. Yes, you're on the air. Awesome. First, uh, yeah, I'd just like to say hi to both of you, Jamie and Doris, and uh, appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Um, I, I, basically, I have a comment, and I'd like to preface it by giving some background of who I am and what I do. Um, I'm Native American, and I do Native American dances for a lot of things down here in Utah County. I dance for a lot of um, Cub Scout um, programs and Eagle Corps of Honors. Um, but, and uh, I recently, I, I left the church about two years ago, and I, obviously I found Jesus Christ, and, and I understand His grace, and I'm not blind anymore. And um, the point is, is that I used to teach this Mother in Heaven thing, and I, and okay. I, and I, I even got comments by people's parents telling me, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be teaching them. That's going a little bit too far, um, which didn't uh, make sense to me because I didn't think that this mother in heaven thing was wasn't supposed to be talked about. I mean, it makes perfect sense being LDS that if you have a father, you have a mother. Mm -hmm. um, you know, along with that, you know, it's it's just like the Adam God doctrine. It makes perfect sense for anyone who's gone through the temple. 
and, and especially a live session, that makes sense. Um, so I, I would just, I don't know if anybody is out there in Utah County. I've danced for a lot of different groups. And basically, I, I would like to apologize for blaspheming God. Um, I, I mean, it's, it, I, I feel, I don't, I've never, I haven't persecuted the God like Paul did, but I know that I have done some wrong things, and I, you know, I'd like to just apologize, and hopefully, um, uh, I don't know, it's just, I, I apologize, and, and, and I do realize that the average LDS person who's watching this show will, will probably be viewing this and being, and thinking to themselves, there's no problem with the mother in heaven. They, they won't even think about it. I mean, right. they have, they're in their right. cultural paradigm. Right. And it makes sense to them, and they were brought up in a certain way, so it makes total sense to them. It makes sense, right. Um, but they haven't but, thought outside the box to realize that it falls apart. It can't be. It can't be. Uh, Carl, so can I, can I say that you are apologizing to the people in the LDS church that you taught false doctrine to, that you're apologizing that you did that? Oh, absolutely. That's what you're saying? I, I've... Not only have I taught false doctrine, but I've done, you know, the, I would say, you know, the hugest sin, I blasphemed God. I didn't, yes, I wasn't yeah. teaching who God really was. Right. And God deserves our respect. He absolutely uh -huh. deserves, I mean, everything. Mm -hmm. He deserves our, our respect. He deserves our praises. He deserves His glory. Carl, he's, he's I, awesome, so. Carl, I'd love to talk with you off the air. Would you leave your telephone number or your email address with our operator? I, I'd, I'd really I like to talk would, with you. And, and also, I would just, I'd also like to comment, um, I'm actually going to be dancing for the revival that we're going to be doing down there. I mean, wow, I, I've cool. met Jamie. <coughs> I, I was that Native American kid that came with uh, Kay and my wife. I know who you are. <laughs> I knew the minute you, that uh, when you started talking. I so appreciate awesome. the call in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. I, you know, if I, there's viewers, so, yeah. I don't know if you're going to um, tell people about this revival, but I will definitely be there dancing, and, you know, and I'll be, you know, I'll be teaching who God is, and I'll be, oh. we'll, we'll all, um, you know, give thanks together for who Amen. God is. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I'd love okay. to talk to you anytime, you know, okay. and it, it, again, I, I apologize, and, and I, I, I just sincerely apologize. God's awesome. He doesn't, he yeah. doesn't deserve what, what people, they try to lower him. They try to narrow it down to even a man, actually. Yeah, I mean, that's right. God, that's right. He's not a man. Never has been a he's man. He's not a man. He's not a woman. He's greater than both of these things. I mean, that's, that's what we are. And I understand we're created in his image. If we're created in his image, he can neither be man nor woman. Because we have men and women. That's exactly God right. God is awesome, and um, right. um, pray God, and God bless you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Carl. And that revival he's talking about, as we get closer, it's going to be September 15th, but as we get closer to that, we'll be talking about it on the show and making announcements on a weekly basis until the point. So we'll, we'll leave that at that now. But we'd really like to, <clears throat> pardon me, get into this Queen of Heaven thing okay. because Orson Pratt did say um, that... The, the Queen of Heaven, uh, we, she was there, um, but we were not supposed to worship her because we could only worship God. That's right. But let's talk about the Queen of Heaven. Jeremiah 7, 18 tells, talks about the Queen of Heaven. And it says in that verse, and I quote, The children gather wood, the fathers light the fire, and the women knead the dough and make cakes of bread for the Queen of Heaven. They pour out drink offerings to other gods to provoke me to anger. 
That's right. Now that's what God is saying to the Israelites as they were getting into their idolatry and the queen of heaven was part of the idolatry and provoked him to anger. Right. And their answer to God for this is in Jeremiah 44, verses 17 and 19. And they said, we will certainly do everything we said we would. We will burn incense to the queen of heaven and will pour out drink offerings to her just as we did and our fathers and kings and our officials did. So they rebelled against God's warnings against uh, worshiping the queen of heaven. That's right. And God sent prophets like Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Isaiah and Hosea and others to warn them to stop their idolatry, but they paid no attention to him. So God warned them that his protection would no longer rest on them. And in Jeremiah 44, 27, God said, For I am watching over them for harm and not for good. It is dangerous to provoke God. It's dangerous to provoke him with idolatry, with plural gods as part of your doctrine. God condemned the worship of pagan goddesses and gods, and specifically the Queen of Heaven. He said it's evil, and he warned the Israelites against this false worship. Well, that's right, because in the Bible, it tells us that there is... He's been asked, you know, or he tells them, there is no God before me, after me. I know of no other God. Mm -hmm. So the uh, fact that we're just talking about mother in heaven is uh, if we look at the Bible strictly, it's idolatry. Mm -hmm. and um, It's false God. It false is. False God and God is yeah, false worship. You can't fight that. That's right. Uh, and Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good, good evil. evil. And That's worshiping right. or even having a, a doctrine of the Heavenly Mother is evil. It isn't good. No. And, and God pronounces a woe on those who do that. Yeah, and I do like the scripture that, that says, Okay, you go pray. I'm going to stand back. Yeah, let and, them help you. Yeah, because you're not, <laughs> you don't believe in me. You go ahead and let them deal it, and I'll sit back and watch you get what you deserve. Yeah, and they did too. Then fortunately they yes. fell into a lot of problems. They did. Okay, David in Park City is calling. Hello, David. Yes. You're on the air. Hello. Yes. Are you ready for my question? I'm ready, I think. <laughs> okay. Who or what is God? Who or what have you read the Bible, David? Because yes. because the Bible, God clearly reveals himself. Uh, who he is, and he's not a what? Um, he's not a what? No, he's not a what. He's a who. He's a person. He's okay. God. And so why did God make us? Because he wanted us to enjoy him forever. He wanted us to love and enjoy him forever. He's the very best thing that ever is or ever was or ever will be, and he wanted us to enjoy the best. Is God all-powerful? Yes. Absolutely. Is he all-knowing? Yes. Is he happy? Of course. Um, if he was happy before we came into being, why did he make us? He wanted to make us happy. And if he was, why did he need to make us? You know what, David? We're, you're going way off topic here, and I think that we could play your little game the bus of the night, but we're not going to do that. So do you have a specific question you'd like to ask in regard to Mother in Heaven? Well, let me just make a comment there. Make it quick. If, if God is all-knowing and all-powerful, and he created everything, then that means that he made heaven and he made hell. Yep. 
And he made people who go to heaven, and he made people who go to hell. He made all people. I don't understand exactly why he would make us unless he was really our father. He, he, he made all people, but people choose whether they're going to go to heaven or hell. He didn't did choose he, us to go to hell. Did he create hell? Yes, he did. Jesus said he in made hell, so David, he made people just, David, he, Matt, Jesus said in Matthew 25 that hell was created for the devil and his angels. Did he make the devil? He, he created Lucifer who became the devil. And Lucifer rebelled against God and became the devil at that point. But everything that God made was good. You read in Genesis chapter 1 when creation was, was over, the six days of creation was over, and God, it says, God looked at everything he had made and it was very good. Everything. It was good, it was yes. good that he made hell. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. And The devil didn't and, rebel until after the right? sixth day. And people that he made go to hell? People that he made who choose to reject God go to hell, yes. But God knows everything, so before he made those people... David, you know what? Uh, I understand your questions, and they're very serious, but they're not for the purpose of the show tonight. If you'd like to carry on this conversation... Well, let, let me just tie it into what you're talking about. I believe that God really is our Father, and that He, that he believes in families, and that that's the reason He cares about us as human beings, is because we are really His children. We are not His literal children. No. God is one. If you believe one. that he created us like someone created the automobile, then I don't know why he's playing that game. Well, it's not a game, David. It's you that's playing a dangerous game here. You need to no, read the Bible. why would he make us? He made us. He already was happy, and everything was perfect. Why did he make us? Just for fun? David, again, we can do, we can do this off the air. We don't have the time to cover what you want to cover in this. And it's, it's actually a good line of conversation, but it's not the purpose of the show to, to discuss... Uh, what you think about God. God did make family. God did invent the family unit. God made, Adam, God made Adam out of clay and he breathed the spirit of life in him. And, and that's what, and, and he, but, but God did not have Adam as a spirit baby with the mother in heaven. That is totally unbiblical. And you can find all your answers out in the Bible, but right now we've got to go to uh, another call. Okay, well, thank you. I think it makes sense. If you would like to leave your number and we can carry this conversation on some other time, I'd love to do that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye. Okay, and those are good questions. They, they are questions that, but you know, David is looking for, if he's truly looking for the answers and he asks God, Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call upon me and I will answer you and tell you great and wonderful things you do not know. So, David, I would suggest that you call upon God, and, and if you do it with an honest heart, yeah. He will answer you and yeah. tell you great and wonderful things that you don't know. And He's a wonderful, awesome, surprising, delightful God. Okay, we have, uh, and this is another question. I'm not sure we want to <laughs> get into this either. Uh, the question off the air is, hasn't the Bible been changed many times? Can't people in power change it? And the answer simply is no and no. Okay, so there are other calls coming in, <laughs> but would you read um, 
uh, what, the, what the Bible, Revealed Bible Dictionary says about Mother in Heaven. I will. It says, Queen of Heaven is a title of a female deity who was actively worshipped by Israel prior to its fall to Babylon in 586 B.C. A mother goddess is found in many ancient religions, especially religions of fertility. Isis of the Egyptians, Anat and Ashtoreth of the Canaanites, Ishtar of Mesopotamia were all at some time titled Queen of Heaven. The warnings of Jeremiah and Ezekiel about the worship of other and false gods, which included the Queen of Heaven, demonstrate how seriously God's ancient people were polluted by pagan fertility religion. And so they're bringing, I asked this question earlier, if it's more of a fertility religion than it is a, a, a faith of Christianity. But the way that they've explained Queen of Heaven here brings it right into the fertility religions, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does. And, and you know, this is, um, I know that your hearts are pulled. Everybody loves their mother here. But the fact is, is your mother isn't going to be your mother in heaven. Your mother, uh, and I'm going to say this because my mother died last year, and um, she's not my mother in heaven. She was my mother here, mm -hmm. and now she is with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I will know her, and I know that she was my mother here, but she's not my mother in heaven. And our focus in heaven is going to be Jesus. It will and all... it's not going to be our family unit. It's not going to be a spouse. You it's can't have the be. family unit. If, they, if yes. you're going to have planets, you're not no. going to live with your earthly parents. You're going to have, in, in LDS uh, religion, you're going to have your own planet. Right, but, you're, but in reality, that isn't yeah, true. That's correct. And then I, I have this quote here that you already mentioned, Isaiah 44, 8, where God asks the question, is there any God besides me? No, there is no rock. I know not one. Now, wouldn't God know it if he had a goddess or goddess wives? Yes, and, and the question that, that the gentleman in Park City asked um, about um, all of this, if he will go and just take the time and not be um, so, um, I think what we all need to do is become humble. If we have a true understanding of who God is, Jesus um, is God in the flesh, and if you really want to know the truth, uh, don't be upset about what we're saying. What, Just check it out. Please check it out for yourself. It's, it's fact. It is, it is fact. It's biblical fact. And um, we either believe God or we don't. God wants us to believe Him. He wants us to, to understand Him. And it pleases Him when we do believe and trust what He says. Yes. And what He says about Himself is He's the only God. There's no God beside Him or besides Him. And that includes a goddess. Yeah, and the Ten wife. Commandments says... Don't have a God before me. No other gods no. before me. He's Absolutely. very... Yeah. Okay, well, thank you, Jamie, for coming. Thank you, I'm Doris. sure you'll be back I will be in the future. <laughs> and my, my parting question would be, how many times does God have to say something to us before we'll believe Him? 
more than 40 times in the Bible, God says there are no other God besides him. There, but, but all around us, we hear about becoming gods and goddesses, that there's no biblical basis for such a belief. This culture teaches that the father sired Jesus the normal human way. They say that because Jesus is called the son of God and because he referred to God as his father in heaven. But the word father has different uses. It can mean in the Bible, it can mean natural father or founder or the source of or the creator or the originator of. The term father in heaven does not indicate a sexual encounter which brought forth literal children of God. Instead, father in heaven is communicating that God is the source, the beginner of all that's created. He is the first cause and that's why he's called the father. He says over and over again, there's only one God in the heavens above even the highest heavens. There's only one God, and he would know. He says he doesn't know about any other gods or goddesses anywhere. Now, he does know about all of the false gods that people have set up and all the goddesses that people have dreamed up, and, but he condemns them as we've talked about already. Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 12, he said, I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? If the things he talked about here and we don't believe it, how will we believe it when he tells us heavenly things? And our culture proves that. And this culture will not believe what Jesus taught about the earthly things. We wonder why. You know, God has a testimony too. It's about Jesus and it's refreshing for a change. Why don't you listen to God's testimony? You'll be blessed. And we'll see you next week. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.